Hey, welcome to another episode of the Big Red Dram. I'm your humble host, Jason Langer. As always, thank you for tuning in. You know, it's a Friday episode. Uh, th- Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday is usually my normal day of putting together an episode. Thursday is usually my backup. And uh, <laughs> Wednesday, Wednesday I was having none of it. I was in a cranky mood Wednesday. And Thursday we had MGP here at the house um, doing a second round of barrel tastings for a third, actually our fourth pick for the wheat and whiskey club and um so yeah i didn't get a chance to do it so it was a uh, kind of a rough week for the beginning of the week it ended on a great note um those of you know i lost my i uh, was let go from my previous position due to downsizing and covid uh at my old company and today i accepted an offer on a new job so i'm very very excited because it's a huge opportunity um it's for myself and for my family as far as just it's it's always good to be employed, I guess, as far as the family goes. So, I mean, it's just a great opportunity. It really is. I'm really excited about the position. I'm really excited about the job. I am. Uh, it, it's been a four-week process to get the position, um, a lot of perseverance and a lot of hard work and um, a lot of interviews and great people, and I'm really, really excited about it. Um, and I'm really excited about the MGP pick we did last night. We didn't... Um, we didn't like the first three barrels that we tried. And so when we got into these uh, additional barrels last night, we did land on one that is going to be uh, for a 75-21-4. So it's a 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% wheated barley. Um, it's going to be pretty spectacular. I, it's just It's got a great honey bourbon, honey brown sugar nose to it. And uh, it's going to be, uh, it's very smooth and mellowed with a little bit of bite, a little bit of rye bite, but it's just enough, just enough bite. So it's, it's a nice gateway. We kind of likened it to a gateway uh, bourbon that'll kind of set the tone for a good rye, right? Because there's good rye and there's bad rye. And um, this would be a nice gateway into some really good rye. And if you didn't notice too, the intro music was different. It's something I threw together in GarageBand. Um, I liked it cause it had a little bit of a Southern twang thing going on. Um, and it just, I kind of just assembled it through some of the loops that they have. And I really liked the way it sounded. So it's really probably going to be more for the, that is actually going to be the intro for the, um, league of ordinary gentlemen podcast portion of the big red Ram that I'll be doing, uh, with my friends, Brant, Olf and, Brant, Olaf and John, uh, when we get together again, we had gotten together a couple weeks ago and actually recorded some stuff, but it was really more of just us, you know, catching up and getting back together after a long break. So, um, it wasn't really podcast worthy, so to speak. So we're going to do, um, an Elijah Craig pick. Uh, we're actually going to do an Elijah Craig podcast uh, where we talk about the EC pick that we did for the Wheaton Whiskey Club. Um, cause they have, you know, get John to try it and Brandon and Olaf already have. So, um, it'll be nice to get their impressions of it and talk a little bit about it. So that's, what's coming up for that. So tonight's Friday, uh, I actually had started to do a podcast on Wednesday. It was going to be the Lagavulin Distillers Edition, and I'm not ready to talk about that one yet. And as a result of getting the new job today, um, I went out, and my wife was not kind enough to purchase a to get me a Buna Haven limited release, 2008 Manzilla cask matured, 11 uh, year old that was released in May of 2020. So the nice thing about Buna Haven now, when I went there in 2017. Story time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that was probably one of my favorite tours. I know I've talked about this on my facial podcast episode where um, we sat down in Warehouse 9 and we had our um, tour guide that was there and he kind of gave us a rundown of Boonahaven and what they do and 
it was just a fun tour because you got to sit, you know, right in this little warehouse at Warehouse 9 where a lot of their experimental and different casks are at. And you're just, there's on, there's a couple of benches and there was three barrels in front of you. There was like a hogshead and a couple bourbon barrels. It was, a, there was a really big, I'll never forget. It was a huge barrel. Um, and we got to bottle our own bottle there while we were there, which is again, a fun tour to do. Any of them where you can bottle a little bit of your own from the cask is just awesome. So, um, I had been eyeing this bottle since probably, oh, probably late November, early December. And I kept hemming and hawing with some companies from overseas. Um, I just couldn't pull the trigger cause of the price point cause it's expensive. It's about 199 bucks here. Um, and I was probably going to be able to get it for about $30 less. Um, but couldn't pull a trigger. Finally, I was ready to pull a trigger and it was gone. I was like, no, it was sold out. So Benny's had it. And, uh, after I got the news where I accept, when I accepted the offer and sent everything over today, I'm like, screw it. I'm getting this Menzilla cast. Cause I've been just staring it down forever. Um, especially after it got announced when it got announced for the release, I was like, Oh, that sounds really good. It is really good. So got it home t- this afternoon, cracked it open. It's a gorgeous bottle. I love the warehouse nines. I'm not sure. I th- I'm not sure if they all do this. Um, but this one in particular is an all black bottle. The label's got some black and silver to it, which is just r- really pops. And it's It stands out quite nicely. Um, so yeah, so this is this unique marriage of coastal infused flavors sees our, celebrated single malt carefully matured in formal former manzilla sherry casks for a full 11 years <clears throat> the resulting character runs deep with salted caramel and swims with sublime currents of rich oak honeyed nuts and fruit um yeah <laughs> it is fruity it is it's when i was nosing it this afternoon it just, it had just a nice sweet honey aroma to it that you could get some dark fruit. There was almost some grape, some, some cherry plum, some fig. Um, it's just, uh, and it's, it just noses so sublime. It really is. It's just, it's delicious. It's delectable. It has a nice delicate palate, not a palate. Sorry. It has a nice delicate profile uh, on the nose. And it's just, it's so inviting. It really, really is. And on the palate too, the palate was, it wasn't anything really that I had tried from Bunahaven in a while, if, if, if at all. Um, it was very sweet and sherried. It had a nice subdued sherry note to it. And then there was some really interesting honey nuts that they kind of talk about. Almost a hazelnut that kind of came out um, towards the back end. Very little to, to any finish. Mild. Um, but it wasn't powerful or overly peaty. There's no peat whatsoever that I can pick up from this. It's, I'm sure it's unpeated. There's not a lot of peated Bunahavans out there. Um, but it was just, it was, it's glorious. It really exceeded my expectations. Um, I really, really enjoy it. Um, warehouse nine stuff again, it's they're pricey and they're good, um, to take a shot on this. Uh, I'm very pleased with it. Uh, Score-wise, it's it's a solid 89 for me. It's very very well done. It's very well rounded. Um, again, it's just it's just a pleasant, easy sip, and it it flows well with a lot of the Bunahavans that I have. Even the uh, even the Stacias, <laughs> which are peat bombs. 
but they're subdued peat. Again, on the palate, there's there's a lot of things going on, man. There's raisin. There's 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 nuts. There's some there's nice delectable oak notes in there. Uh, you can get some of that sea air. You can get a lot of the true Bunahaven character. Um, but the finish is it, it's now that I've had it again, it's actually warmer than I thought it was the first time I had it, but it's still short. It's not overly powerful. It's not very hot going down. It's just a nice, easy, gentle, warm. Um, and there's a lot of raisin and, and plum on the back end of it. It's just, it's very, it's very delectable. The, um, the nuttiness, which I'm not a huge fan of nuts, um, <laughs> which, which is great to say. Um, I'm not a huge fan of like a hazelnut, um, walnut kind of a taste profile towards the back end of anything. I've always been that way with like vanilla, pecan vanilla ice cream. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that is, but whatever. I just never really cared for it because it kind of just dries out the palate at the back end, but this doesn't do that. It's it's just enough. It's just a nice hint of nut, uh, almost a hazel. It's almost a hazelnut, uh, and it's just the right amount that I can tolerate it. And actually kind of enjoy it because Bunahaven just has a nice way of, of just making things work. I don't know how they do it, um, but it's it's delicious. I really, really enjoy this bottle. And it kind of just inspired me to get off my ass because I was just laying in bed. The wife's out in the town tonight um, with her girlfriends. And I'm like, well, I haven't done an episode yet tonight. I would like to do an episode this week and not blow the week off completely. And it's been just a fun day because just a lot of great things happening. So it's just... Um, I felt, you know, yeah, let's get on the, let's get on the mic and, and talk a little bit about this Bunahaven that I've been holding in my lap and staring at lovingly for the last, uh, couple hours. So it's, I've gotten through probably two and a half, three pours of it. And I really, really like it, man. I really, really do it. The, the, I mean, the biggest drawback to anything is that it's, especially in a scotch of this, um, caliber, is a price point, you know, 199 bucks is a tough pill to swallow. It's not something that everyone can, can grab. Right. But it's, I feel it's worth it. Would it be great if that 25% tariff went away? Yeah. Uh, Cause that would really knock it down a, a few pennies um, to say the least. Could I have gotten it cheaper overseas. Yeah. I probably could have saved 30, 40 bucks. If I'd have gotten it from the one site that I had my eye on it at, um, I could have still saved about 20 bucks probably if I'd have done it from a different site that I had my eye on as well. Um, but I wanted it today. <laughs> so in the last shipment I got, uh, from overseas, it took a while. So it's, things are worth waiting for. But this one, I was a little impatient because again, I've been waiting for over a month and a half or two to about two months really to um, pull the trigger on it. So anyway, warehouse number nine, it was distilled on February 7th of 2008 and bottled in May of 2020. Uh, it's a 52.3%. And it is, it's just, it's a magnificent 11 year old. It really is. And it's again, right off the label. It's a magnificent 11 year old. that Malt enjoys rich flavors of nuts, fruit, and toffee with a salted caramel finish. Yeah, it was there. I mean that they, they hit the nail on the head. Obviously they should their bottle <laughs> that's so so that sounded so stupid well they got that right um moron but anyway uh the official tasting notes off the tin i do like the fact that there's some different information on the tin versus or the the tube versus the uh, bottle itself uh 
But let me read you what's off the back of the bottle, because or off the back of the tube, because it's interesting. So at Boonhaven, we've been producing exceptional single malts at our remote coastal distillery since 1881. Each, each delightful dram, shaped by the relentless seas that ebb and flow past our front door, like our past our front door. See, I did this again where I didn't hit a period right when I was reading something the other day. Anyway, like our whiskey, Manzilla Sherry is also made beside the ocean, and like us, its distinctive flavor is influenced by the salty sea spray. What better then than to combine the two? Every golden drop of this divine single malt has been carefully matured in former Manzilla cask for a full 11 years, rest, resting amid the gentle echo of the sound of Isla. Its resulting character runs deep with salted caramel and swims with sublime currents of oak, nuts, and fruit. Again, all of that was there. Colors amber gold. It is gorgeous. Great uh, legs for days. It's got a nice slow tear that comes down the side of the glass. Um, their nose, they, they mentioned salted caramel, creamy berries, rich oak, honeyed cashew nuts. Cashews. There you go. Dried fruit and spice. Um, I, there was some mild spice, so it wasn't overly so. Um, the palate, pleasing overtones of dry fruit and figs. Yes, tumbling with su- subtle notes of sweet malt, candied fruit, rich oak, and toffee. And then dried fruit and salt fruit and salted caramel in the finish. Um, that is from Bunahaven. So... I agree with a lot of that. And that's kind of what I kind of picked up on with a lot of the notes that I was actually getting out of that, which is great. Um, again, it's just, it's, it's subtle, it's delicious and it's very, uh, easy to drink. <laughs> it really is. Um, so Benny's had like a couple left. So, Hey, if you guys want to run out and grab one go for it, um, Benny's and Downers Grove. Again, it's a fantastic bottle. It's a fantastic, it's a fantastic pour. It really is. Um, this would make, six or seven Boonahavans now that I have. And um, it's quietly become, and I've mentioned this in numerous episodes now, I think even the stage should shoot out and the, I might've mentioned this when I was talking to uh, Charlie Rodman too, from signatory that Boonahavans quietly becoming one of my go-to distilleries just cause it's, uh, it's just simplistic um, in a way. It, it, their their malts are just phenomenal i i they just have such a nice complexity to uh, a nice simple complexity which makes no sense to say but um it really it's simple and you know what you're gonna get you're you're e you easily can say okay if i with very little doubt just about anything that boonahaven puts together i'm probably going to enjoy the under it's again it's another one of those distilleries where there's some underlying tones that are very pleasing to me i really like them and then they do some really great things with sherry and different casks that really just bring out some amazing um some amazing offerings amazing expressions so they really do a great job um and i enjoy every boonahaven i've had to this point including even it's been a long time since i've had an 18 year old but i've really enjoyed that too um so yeah, I, again, it's an 89 for me and it's a high 89. It's really, really good. It's a nice, easy drink and I'm really happy with it. Uh, seriously, I mean, even the five-year-old Stacia still blows my mind how complex and how high that drinks compared to its age statement. They're really doing some great stuff and I think they're. Re- I think it could be, uh, it, could ha- it has a lot to do with, I'm sure, Andrew Brown, the distillery manager and everybody over there and what they're doing. And it's just been a phenomenal experience the last couple of bottles that I've had. So, you know, bravo to Boonahaven. This is a great, 
I'm glad I chose this today to be my celebratory bottle um, for the new job because I will cherish this one for a long, long time. So thank you for listening. A short episode tonight. Um, sorry it took two, I'm two days late, but uh, enjoy it. And uh, thank you as always for listening. Uh, looking forward to, again, the rest of this year. There's lots of little fun things coming down the horizon, a lot of little surprises and some some great stuff coming for the Wheat and Whiskey Club. Um, I have my first uh, tasting. We have a virtual tasting with Kilholman coming up in March 11th. Uh, we'll have a Zoom meeting where someone from Kilholman will be representing them, obviously, and talking to us about four offerings or four expressions, if you will, uh, from the distillery that we were able to purchase here in the U.S. So how it worked was if you were a whiskey club or a group, you you could reach out to them and say, hey, yeah, we would like to you to host us. You fill out a form, you tell them what you can grab. They'll, they would help you find them if you needed to find them. There are certain things you were looking for, but they weren't going to send us anything, obviously. But we were responsible for getting the bottles. Um, I picked four that were available locally. Um, some great expressions, too. And I can pull them out real quick. So one was the Makir Bay. The other is a uniquely Isla, so it's, it was a 2010 limited edition. The other one was the Sanig, and I'm pretty sure I'm not saying that right. And then the other one is an Ambrach. It is a, uh, oh, I think it's a port, if I remember. Gaelic for the mess. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's a port cask. Uh, Port Matured Kilhoman. They accidentally mixed Makir Bay and Port Matured Kilhoman, causing Isla Heads. General manager described the resulting whiskey as Ambrach. The name stuck. So it's a one-off, never to be repeated. And if I like it, I might run out and buy another bottle. Just don't tell the wife. But anyway. And then the, the Sanig, which is, I think, matured in or, or Oloroso sherry cask. So as I'm moving back and forth, putting these bottles back. Trying to, trying to, you know, wind down this episode. Um, rolling over paper and everything else because my office is a mess. So, um, so, yeah, so that's really exciting. I'm really stoked about that. We got 25 people that are going to be on the Zoom because I can only get 25 samples out of each bottle. Um, I, I might open it up to more people, but I don't know that I'd have 50. But uh, whatever. It will, you know, the 25 will be, I think they wanted me to have some more, but... Um, either way, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun to have someone from Kilman talk to us and uh, just you know talk to us through talk us through each of those expressions. And uh, I have high expectations for it, and I hope it's fun. And and it'll be an opportunity also to to um, interact with some of our members that we haven't had a chance to do yet, and do all that fun stuff. So lots of little things like that coming up. A couple more barrel pricks coming up this year, which I'm excited about. Um, they're stressful, man. You know, if you're if you're in a club that. Uh, you know, you're looking to do barrel picks. You have some connections to be able to do something like that. You know, it's the importance of communication and, and knowing kind of what your club is into and what they like. Every, obviously, everyone's kind of into the name brand stuff, right? Especially if you're looking, talking bourbons. Um, a lot of them want the allocated popular choices like your Buffalo Traces, your Heaven Hill products, things of that nature. So they're not always keen on trying new things. But, uh we're excited about what we're doing. You know, we're taking some risks on a couple on a couple picks here coming up. Um, this Rye 3 pick was a little bit of a risk. Um, 
I feel that it's a phenomenal spirit, and I think some people are really missing the boat on this on that one. Uh, and then we got a Remus pick coming up that's going to be a little bit of a stretch, but a lot of people are a little more familiar with it, um, which will help. But we, we've got other things coming down the pipe that I'm really kind of just jazzed about. So I'm hoping that we have a good pick season um, and it builds our momentum and our membership. And we start, uh, again, interacting with some of the local establishments here in the spring and summer and really building our name and building our brand and, and building relationships. It's, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So uh, we're hopeful. So, But anyway, I will cut it short now. So anyway, thank you for listening as always. Uh, I appreciate it and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend and go out and enjoy whiskey one dram at a time. 